podcast all about breakups with real experiences from ordinary and everyday people. My name is Ira J, and I'm your host. So this week, we're going to do a little bit of a different episode, and we're going to do a reflection section, but into an entire episode. So last week, we had a guest named Greg White. He is a local Vancouver comedian, and his interview was really insightful, and I've gotten a lot of responses regarding one of his jokes on the interview, and I really do want to do a reflection section on that because I think it was really hilarious. His joke was funny, but it also brings up the topic of breaking up with the influence of social media and pop culture into our lives because what is out there in social media and what is out there in pop culture, for example, Disney and movies and um, isn't beneficial to us necessarily, especially when it comes to relationships and dating. Uh, and yeah, and so <laughs> so this episode is about letting go of or not believing that movies are real life. And I know you people are probably like, um, obviously, but not obviously. Okay. I grew up in the nineties and, you know, Jerry Maguire was what I thought romance was because it had such a massive impact on society. And at that time, and Jerry Maguire won awards I'm sure <laughs> and um and yeah and it back then it was an iconic movie like show me the money you complete me like all those sayings that people recognize that still talk about till this day you know was had a major influence in society and um back in the 90s and people like myself young Ira, like myself, believed that's what romance was about. And so this week, we are going to talk about letting those influences go and not believe that being a Disney princess is exactly what love is and what relationships are, because in real life, it's not true. It's far from it. You know, no one's going to save you. And that's what we want as a society, because that's what women and men in my generation have grown up with and that men are supporters, that they're, you know, to be saving the damsel in distress. And it's not right. And that's why some of the relationships nowadays and what the definition of love is doesn't work because... Male or female, we're all damsel in distresses, okay? Let's be real here. We're all got flaws. We all have insecurities. We are all damaged in some way, shape, or form. And so, yeah. And so what Greg talked about last week is his joke and how... He said that, you know, Disney has ruined us and the definition of love. And I don't think it's just Disney. Like I said, it's also like movies like Jerry Maguire and those rom-coms 
and you know that the men always come back after they fuck up or or something like that and it's never the women that fuck up but well we all fuck up no matter what your generation uh, gender is we all fuck up so anyway so i'm gonna give a little clip here of what greg said last week and gonna respond to it i do want to remind people though that he is a local comedian and his joke and what he says as much as it sounds very misogynistic it's a joke and the punchline is in the clip so here's the clip in making this joke i i kind of found there was more like truth to it than i expected um like i called my ex as like like a jasmine okay like so quick well like okay, jasmine, what's... like the whole story like he needed a magic fucking genie lamp and a whole parade to become a fake prince to even get on this bitch's register like you know how hard that is like like if you see Jasmine, just walk away. Be like, I do not have the resources to get in, in this game right now, you know? Or like, you know, like look if if you see Belle, like yeah. this girl will subject herself to Stockholm syndrome and for love. Like, you know, like you can kidnap, like she will overlook some huge flags. How about the fact that this guy's holding your dad's hostage? But maybe I'll be in love with you, you know? And like okay. right? Like Cinderella. Yes. Okay. Gets treated like shit the whole fucking time. Okay. And then someone else comes into her life and like forces her to go out and meet someone. She has the best night of her life, runs back. She doesn't ever go back like, oh, I left my shoe back there or that guy was nice. Maybe I should go like talk to him myself. She's like, no, I'll just go back. And it kind of is just like, maybe this is a girl that's going to like, you're going to have to backseat drive her life a little bit. Right. Like they'll come home and do the cleaning. And like, I know guys have been with like girls. Like I had this one buddy who like his girlfriend did nothing except for clean the house relentlessly. And then she'd make a big, oh, I've been cleaning all day. How could you be cleaning all day every day? At one point, there's nothing else to clean. <laughs> but it's just like they, they just want to do like the busy work and they don't, which is, it's not necessarily wrong. It's just saying like they don't, they're not going to take that ambition to like go out and do something unless you kind of like take them by the hand, you know? Okay. Look at Ariel. Okay. She gives up her best talent so that she can have legs so that she can go on land to be with a dude she's never fucking talked to and now will never talk to because she gave up her voice. Like, so you know, this lady will give up everything to like be with you, right? Like her own lifestyle. She will not care about her like banana split life. She's like, <laughs> I will give it up if I could just be with you for some arbitrary reason, right? And you see girls get treated like shit by dudes and like they just keep taking it. And I don't know if this is completely true. As I said, this whole thing serves as a joke. But it is true that like a lot of girls that age just have stared at these movies. I don't think it's the, yeah, like in this yeah. side of the world. Like I'm, yeah. I'm also I can only talk from the culture that I'm bound in. I grew up in that. But era, like, right? you, and it's bad. Like all the girls in those movies don't have a good girlfriend. There's no like girl and be like, girl, you don't need that fucking asshole. But <laughs> like, you know, they're all inanimated objects or animals who all are kind of personified by men. Mm. right like they're isolated princesses they don't have and i think it's very important that you have a crew that you have people it's important to keep that around oh. this is all a joke and like i don't like you know I, I, it was a joke that i made and the whole crux of the joke was yeah. to make these like misogynistic bullshit just so i could say and then you want to find a rapunzel because that girl likes someone to pull her hair right like, <laughs> right right 
that's the girl you're looking for. You know, like that's that's what you want. You know, so just nail it down. Find your Rapunzel. You okay. know, boys. You know uh, what though? That but, you know, that does make some sense. Some sense. But I'm saying that those movies like do not present women the way they deserve to be. Except for Mulan. I love it because she tells that guy to fuck herself, and then she goes, she goes and like saves the empire, and that's it. Right. It's pretending to be a boy. Right. Exactly. So like, losing her sense of identity. Yeah, it, but she <laughs> saves the empire. Like, she <laughs> commits to just, I don't get lost in the romance. Fuck you. I'm going to get, like, that girl's a badass. What about but, Pocahontas? Right, like Pocahontas. Like, give up your entire culture and tribe to chase some white man into <laughs> his culture. Like, like again, these are all made in, like, a weird time in history and stuff. And I, what about Frozen? Well, the newer ones are difficult because I think they became under awareness. Yeah. Like, Disney has been blasted for this before. Yeah. Like, it's not like I'm making up this novel idea about how they presented women as these, like, yeah. people. Um, so they have got better at that. Like, Frozen yeah. has a sister yeah. and a story mostly about sisterly love. and like. Yeah. So they've matured their message. Yeah. But I just, I'm saying, like, if you're a young girl and you just, like, get obsessed with these princesses. Mm-hmm. If you look at, I've not all of them are very illegitimate situations. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like telling you, and they're all like chase some man who doesn't have to do anything really for you. And so that was the little clip that uh, Greg was talking about last week. What is, has been well known, and what has been happening now is that Disney has come to some criticism that they ruined lots of marriages because we have this belief that love is supposed to be a fairy tale. Um, Especially when Greg was saying like people my age, like I grew up with the adaptation of, of these fairy tale stories by Disney. And so, yeah, I kind of believed in a way as a young child that men are supposed to save you or that you are supposed to make these sacrifices for these relationships and for love. And that's what love is supposed to be. But that's not really true. And if you don't actually know, fairy tales like Snow White and uh, The Seven Dwarfs and the little mermaid they came from stories that are gruesome they're not actual really fairy tales what ended up happening was that disney romanticized these gruesome tales for instance uh like the little mermaid uh it was written originally by hans christian anderson who revolutionized children's literature and gave us some of the most well-known versions of fairy tales. Uh, Like I said, like The Little Mermaid. And what Disney ended up happening was that it took Hans Christian Andersen's tale, made the story happy. So Ariel, you like it. Spoiler alert here. If you haven't seen The Little Mermaid, Ariel eventually wins the heart of Prince Eric gets her voice back and celebrates their beautiful wedding on a boat surrounded by her friends from the sea and her family. But in the original Hans Christian Andersen's original tale, things don't end so happily. In fact, the story is tragic throughout. 
with Ariel's transformation of human to human, causing her constant agonizing pain before her heart is broken when her prince marries someone else. Then the sea witch informs her that if she kills the prince, she will turn back into a mermaid and live. But instead, Ariel chooses to sacrifice herself, throwing herself into the sea and becoming sea foam. So it's quite a tragic story. And yet, Disney gives, it, it not just romanticizes it, it's false. It's not even true of what the real story is. It just takes in, I guess, that's what adaptations are, right? And But we give these stories to young children and <laughs> then that's what they believe is... Um, true and that's what romance is supposed to be about is to make these unrealistic sacrifices for love yes for sure there's got to be some compromises when you are in a relationship and when you are in a partnership with someone you're making commitments yes there got to be compromises but not sacrificing everything in your life and that's really unhealthy and causes a lot of unhappiness in marriages and relationships. A lot of the other Disney stories actually come from the Grimm's fairy tales or the brother the brothers Grimm and uh it's uh you know the Grimm's fairy tales includes a selection of classic stories that have delighted and frightened children and adults alike for over 200 years. And those stories include The Sleeping Beauty, Rapunzel, and Snow White. And I like how Greg put a twist on Rapunzel and made it his, you know, punchline for his joke, which was hilarious, obviously, putting the modern twist and making it more sexual because everybody wants, what was the saying? Everybody wants a girl who likes getting her hair pulled, obviously great hilarious joke but Rapunzel but in the Brothers Grimm tale of Rapunzel not Disney's tangled modern day heroine breakout of her tower to explore the outside world fairy tale but the original story Rapunzel had it even tougher at that time um, her hair was cut and cast into uh, and she was cast into the wilderness by the witch holding her captive when the witch learned that the prince was visiting her nightly. Uh, the prince then visits again, not knowing that Rapunzel was casted out into the wilderness by the witch. The witch tricks the prince into climbing the tower using Rapunzel's cut off hair only to push him from the tower to kill him. But instead, what ended up happening is that he was blinded in the fall and also trying to find and be reunited with Rapunzel and the twins that she gave birth to um, back in the wilderness. And so again, taking the Grimm... Grim, the Brothers Grimm's fairy tales or tales and twisting it into Tangled being this her heroic uh, young woman. And yeah, making it happily ever after, giving that false sense of what relationships are in society. And, you know, like I said, this isn't just into Disney. It's in other movies as well in 
in public. Like, for instance, um, <laughs> this one's sort of my favorite to talk about, which Greg and I didn't talk about, but um, Romeo and Juliet. It is actually satirical. William Shakespeare, being an English minor, <laughs> William Shakespeare, um, and this is actually the only thing I kind of learned <laughs> in university that I still remember from studying English. <laughs> but William Shakespeare originally wrote Romeo and Juliet as a satirical book or a satirical story. He makes fun of young love and how unrealistic it is. Yet movies and Hollywood and society has taken that satirical, which means hilarious and funny uh into a tragic love story and believing that this 13 and 17 year old in a three-day relationship is love it is love where you so strong that you sacrifice your lives and you'll do anything for this individual and cause other deaths. It is 100% definitely tragic, but I wouldn't consider it a tragic love story. It's just two kids falsely believing what love is when they actually don't know what love is, making sacrifices, causing a gang fight, and causing like six deaths. In today, I think that would be considered insanity or um, I don't know. But, you know, back in the day, especially with the adaptation of the, I think in the 90s of Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes' Romeo and Juliet, it was romanticized. And that's what you want. You wanted love that was so tragic that they would make sacrifices, the ultimate sacrifice. And that is death. And holy shit, that's what we believed. And, and you know, and, and, <laughs> and um, we have to let that go. And, you know, everyone's like, of course, people let that go. But we see love as or romance of what we saw as a young child that's with a lot of things a lot of things that a lot of things that we believe have been influenced by things that we experienced when we were younger there was a quote i read somewhere on instagram and it said your childhood holds all the secrets to why we are why you are the way you are when it comes to relationships and love in general. And that's really the point, is that what we learn as a child, growing up, believing and watching these fairy tales that we bring into relationships and love in general. And as adults, we have to rewire our minds and rewire our beliefs of what love is. And uh, it takes time. And so pop culture like Disney movies and fairy tales and movies like Romeo and Juliet and Jerry Maguire have an impact on that. Yes, Greg said in our interview that Disney is now more aware of uh, their influences in young children and love and have made 
movies like Frozen. Uh, it's more about not romance love, but sisterly love. And they've changed a lot of that. And, um, you know, and he talked about Mulan. And uh, and he said that, you know, Mulan saves the empire. Of course, you know, she saves it by hiding her true gender identity and ultimately giving the belief that you can't be seen as a female in society making a difference, but you have to be male to to be diff- to make the difference in the world and be able to save the empire. You know, yes, the in the movie, in the end of Disney, the movie, her identity and her gender was revealed and people praised her for it, but she had to be male first to make to be even considered a warrior. And that gives the wrong impression to children, especially females and girls, saying that you are inadequate unless you're a man or unless you're a boy. And we can argue that these arguments don't really make sense. It's just a fairy tale and it's supposed to be happy. And I'm just putting up front what people don't, well, people have been talking about in years now, but it's just reminding us that we have to teach our children that what we watch and what we see in social media and in pop culture isn't necessarily true and real life and that these rom-coms are glorifying relationships that aren't realistic and to be honest are unhealthy in general and quite toxic what we the message that we should be using out there or trying to get out there is how to communicate and what is a healthy relationship and what makes relationships work and it's not so easy and it's not fairy tales there's ups and downs and yeah and so it's not a Disney story the way Disney it's more like those Brother Grimm's (laughs) and Hans Christian Andersen's um, (laughs) children's book to be honest than it is what Walt Disney has romanticized And uh, yes, it's hilarious that Greg used it as his punchline and is a great joke for sure, 100%. But there's so much truth in how negative and negative impact that those movies have in people and their relationships with themselves and um, with their partners and romance and the negative impacts it has on what romance actually is and yes we're changing now for sure and movies are uh changing but there's still like this falseness especially you've seen in social media people always are highlights of reels of their life the good times but no one ever really talks about their bad times and when they do um I had a friend once talk about uh someone he was seeing or sleeping with and had situationship there we go um with this girl and I thought she was courageous 
to come up on social media and express what she truly was feeling. And it was empty. She was empty. And she was expressing on on Instagram in her stories, you know, her dating experiences, why she thinks that she was having these dating experiences. She had a lot of self-awareness and um, and she was crying in some of it. And I remember him talking about it and he's like, it's too much. It's too much. Nobody wants to see that. Everyone wants to see the happy things. And being now at this generation is kind of, quote unquote, the woke culture. Um, it still focuses on happiness and, you know, masking the real story and giving just the happy truths and not, you know, not really focusing on what is actually happening behind the scenes. It's, it's exactly like Instagram is literally doing what Disney did, right? Giving the happy side and the happiness um, side of the tragic fairy tales and rather focus and not really focusing on the actual truth of the fairy tale. And, uh, and some of it is tragic and some of it is sad and people are not always happy. There is no such thing. I don't know who said this, but someone else said this. There is no such thing as endless enthusiasm. There's always an ebbs and flows in life and people don't want to focus on the truth. And sometimes life is gruesome and it's tragic and love is hard work and relationships are hard work and they are not just fairy tales and no one's going to save you but yourself. And I guess this goes back to why I started waking up from breaking up. And it's about waking up from breaking up with old versions of yourselves and old beliefs and rewiring your mind to become truly authentically yourself. And it is about the relationship you have with yourself. And so that you don't get into this codependent relationships that Jerry Maguire romanticize, right? Okay, now I'm gonna get into Jerry Maguire, all right? This guy has uh, an epiphany at three in the morning about his job and he hates his job. There's several things that is happening there. Number one, he's a workaholic and he loves working. So he glorifies um, being a workaholic in the busy culture. Um, number two, when he loses that job, he loses his sense of identity and he goes in a downward spiral and he fights for clients, he fights for people, and that's how he finds value in himself by doing well in his job instead of having validation within yourself and saying, hey, I know I'm good at my job. Uh, I can do this. My value and my sense of identity isn't in this job. Whether I lose it or not, I'm still a good person. And um, and culture nowadays and people nowadays have this busyness that the more busy you are, the more valuable you are. And it's not necessarily true. And it's not true. Yes, you're valued in your job and you do well. Yes, for sure. That's should be glorified. And your hard work is worth it. 
but your sense of identity and the value as a person isn't based on your job. Your value as a person is that you're hardworking and you're smart and you're determined and ambitious. He lost his job not because he wasn't good at it, but because he went against his the company's beliefs and moral beliefs. So again, it teaches us that if we don't stand up for ourselves, we're going to lose our jobs, that we're unworthy. And so anyways, then we can go into Dorothy, the character of Renee Zellweger, and how she just believes this one man and quits and doesn't even think about her child and her stability in her in her job to provide for her child she instead you know doesn't even consider the needs that she has and the stuff that she needs to provide for her child she instead just falls in love with this guy's potential you know a, a man that she doesn't even know she just looks up to and puts him in a pedestal and believes in his vision and it's kind of like she she finds that he has a heart in there. <laughs> it's kind of like Beauty and the Beast in a way. Uh, you know, she falls in love with a potential and finds that there's a good heart in the evilness. I'm not saying Jerry Maguire's character was evil. He was he just wrote a manifesto against, <laughs> you know, uh, his boss and their their career. But I'm just saying that the way um, Dorothy, Renee Zellweger's character, reacted was very similar to how Belle reacted towards the Beast. Falls in love with the potential rather than what is seen in front of them at that moment. When someone has this urge to fall in love with the potential or see someone's potential rather than what's in front of them, that's a sign of codependency. And Jeremy Maguire really is a movie about codependency, especially that line, um, the famous line of you complete me or that quote, you complete me literally just says this is a codependent relationship. If I were Dorothy, I would have been like, oh, no, that's a huge red flag, homie. <laughs> complete yourself and then come back because that's a lot of pressure on me to make you happy to you know to complete you as a full person find value in yourself then come back to me and complete yourself then we can make our relationship work because especially in the past several weeks when I've been speaking with a lot of couples and interviewing couples of what makes a successful relationship is what I find is two independent people coming together and choosing to live a life together and depending on each other once in a while, but aren't codependent on each other. And that's what I think relationships is are about is, yeah, having an amazing life on your own and then choosing to share it with somebody and like Craig said last week, have fun with that person. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, this episode is really about letting go or really unlearning the influences that we had in childhood from pop culture and Disney and to know that 
we aren't princesses and there are no prince that will save us. And that's not what real relationships are about. And find love within yourself first and be willing to share it with someone else. And and love and life isn't about uh, someone saving you, but you saving yourself. Build your own relationship with yourself and so that you can share it with someone. So... In the next couple of weeks, I'm excited to get back into interviews with couples and getting back into the series of CART. If you haven't listened yet to previous episodes, we've been interviewing some couples and asking them what takes what they have done in their relationship to make it work and make it successful. And that has everything to do in your CART. And that's communication, compatibility, commitment, connection, chemistry. A is appreciation, admiration, attraction, acceptance. R is for respect. T is for trust and timing. And yeah, so we've int- we've done communication, compatibility, commitment, connection, chemistry, appreciation, and admiration. And now we're going to continue with the rest on this second half of CART. So keep listening to that in the next few weeks. Uh, I'm excited to do more of that. And yeah, so I'm going to leave you guys with this. Be honest with your words, be kind with your actions, be fearless with your heart and be brave enough to be vulnerable. Thank you for listening. Lots of love. (music) 